Okay, so welcome everyone and thank you for joining us. I am Priestess Oshun Funke and we will be joined today by our esteemed guest, Jamila Osset. Jamila, in addition to being um, a very close personal friend of mine, she is also an amazing spiritual coach. She is a life coach. Um, she is one of my coaches and mentors. Um, she has a beautiful business that helps women realize their divinity, helps them apply that divinity in their own lives and in the world at large and really discover their purpose and live in magnificence and majesty. Um, I'm going to let her speak a little bit more about her business. After all, that's why she's here today. But the reason I brought um, Jamila to you all as a part of this series is because she is probably one of the most successful women that I know. She is a complete creator of her own reality. Jamila uh, recently left the United States in the middle of COVID. She just said, hey, I'm moving. She hopped on a plane and she moved to Africa. Um, she lives like a queen in Africa. She has drivers and cooks and designers that make her clothes by hand. Um, she travels. She just is creating her own reality. And the bravery that it took for her to do that, everyone's saying, no, girl, you're going to get sick. No, you don't know what's going on over there. What if you can't get back? Just all of these things, every, every issue that a person brought to her, she knew that it was going to be overcome, that she could overcome it um, as a creator of reality, which is one of the things that, you know, I want you guys to really begin to understand is that anything that you want to have or experience, you can just by virtue of your desire and a little bit of action behind it. And we're going to learn more about that tonight. Um, Jamila also offers international retreats. Okay, so, and, me and plant medicine ceremonies. So you're able to meet up with her and her group in places like Peru, in places um, on the continent of Africa and fellowship and learn and grow. Um, I have attended her workshops and her conferences and her meetups. I, um, she has been a guest at um, a couple of our initiations. This is before your time. I don't think there's anybody here that had the pleasure of being in one of her uh, classes, but she's just, an all around amazing goddess. And every time, you know, I introduce her to a group of women, they're always much, much better off for it and very thankful for having that experience. Um, what else do I wanna say about Jamila? She's just amazing. I just can't wait for you guys to reach her, I mean, to meet her. Now I do wanna let you know that um, she is in Nairobi, I think right now. And that's another thing dealing with Jamila, it's like, where's Waldo? I never know where she is. She is in different countries every other week but she's in Nairobi right now I believe so there's like a six hour time difference y'all so it's like two o'clock in the morning there um and so I don't think that she's going to have her video on um and we have some technology challenges but she's going to be with us you'll be able to hear her she will send you or give you all um her contact information so that you can reach her on Beyonce's internet and uh check out her site and enroll in classes if that's something that you're interested in. Um, 
And I think without further ado, I am going to hand the floor over to our esteemed guest. And y'all, this is my friend for real. Like she's my friend friend, okay? Like one of my best friends. And so um, just know that I'm only bringing you the best. And I usually like to keep her as a secret weapon. But like I said, every now and then I'll bring her out and introduce her to people. So I'm doing that tonight. Y'all welcome. Um, without further ado, Jamila, are you ready? Born ready. <laughs> Peace and greetings, everyone. They're all so muted. nice to be. Okay, perfect. All right. Peace and greetings, everyone. So nice to be here with you all at 2:30 a.m. Nairobi time. Um, what I want to do is I want to first start out by um, just taking a moment to connect with the group, connect with the class, connect with each other. So I know um, it is, I think seven o'clock or 7.30 there, but from wherever you are, I just want you to go ahead and put your pencils down, put your paper down, um, sit up straight, making sure your body just feels comfortable in this moment because we can't talk about money, finances, wealth, abundance. We can't talk about that and be uncomfortable at the same time. So just making sure your body feels comfortable. And when you get in that comfortable seated position, just go ahead and close your eyes gently and take a deep breath in the nose and then just release it out the mouth. Go ahead and do that again, breathing in. Releasing it out the mouth. And I'm breathing out so you know how to release and exhale, right? We don't need to do these little play play exhales. So breathe in again, hold it at the top. Just allowing yourself to be present in this moment. You're here, we're doing this, you about to level up and then go ahead and release. Good. Place your hand over your heart and just say, I'm open to receiving. I'm open to the next level of myself. I'm open to my abundance. Take one more deep breath in. And release it. And you can drop your hands. You can open your eyes. All right. So we are talking health, wealth, and wisdom. And I want to start by first saying that, um, saying thank you to uh, Priestess Ocean Funke for bringing me on <laughs> in the middle of the night. This is how I know that she loves you and she loves what she does because ain't nobody from the call, nobody <laughs> internationally. Um, she's had crises before and she's not called me. So the fact that she called me in the middle of the night to say, hey, I need you to, to come on and power up. <laughs> um, that's, that's a lot of love. That means that's big things. 
So I am just on the tail end of um, completing some really big things um, in Africa, here in Africa. Um, I will say that um, it is an honor to be teaching now at this stage of my life about wealth and abundance and financial freedom and flow. Um, when Priestess Ocean Funke and I met years ago, we were both in very different places of our lives. And since, since our relationship, you know, we have both soared and uh, risen over many challenges and many obstacles in all aspects of life and finances are no different from that. I have just completed a two week, as in 14 day luxury retreat in Zanzibar, which is in East Africa in Tanzania. And the theme without even knowing it was really rooted in African opulence. That was the theme of the retreat in Zanzibar. Um, I will be doing the same thing in Mexico in March. And I bring these things up to start with because I wanna just make it clear that if you are leveling up, if you are opening up to abundance as your birthright, you will need assistance. This is how you assist yourself in opening the door to living within that wealth. You open that door by experiencing these things. You open that door by experiencing that new level of, of finances in your life. We use words like rich, financial freedom, abundant, but what do they really mean to you? What does rich mean to you? Is rich a word that makes you feel yucky? When you think the word rich, do you, is, are, is there a negative connotation that comes along with it? Is there a positive connotation? When you hear the words financial freedom, what does that mean to you? We, we know that there are uh, certain circles of people who work in uh, particular industries that use words like financial freedom all the time, and they could be associated with with something positive in your life. Or, you know, for me, when I hear financial freedom, I think about multi-level marketing, right? I think about uh, those type of, of pyramid type of businesses that um, people use and promote in, alongside financial freedom. But the word abundance, this is a, a modern word that we are up-leveling to. We are, we've, we've up-leveled to, to words like manifestation, right? That's a new common word. That's a new positive common word. Um, we, we're using words now that are buzzwords, but that represents something very new. What does abundance actually mean to you? How do you know when you've achieved abundance? How do you know when you've brought it into your personal experience, right? So abundance, as a birthright is a new concept. It's a new phenomenon, right? Just like giving homage to our ancestors, right? Even though that is something that is, is centuries old, it's a newer phenomenon for our modern culture. It's new. The concept of lack 
that's old. That's what we were programmed to, to connect to. We were programmed in the concepts of lack. We were trained to live in lack. We were trained to be comfortable with lack. And what does lack really represent? Lack represents fear. Lack just represents being afraid that you won't have it. I had a conversation with uh, my daughter recently and I said, hey, I need you to send, um, I need you to, to send this or to uh, send me a package to, to Africa. And this is my teenage daughter. And the first thing she says is, mommy, I don't have money to send you a package to Africa. I'm like, little girl, first of all, who asked you for money to send me it? Like, I'm like what, what, what? <laughs> there, that, that presented something that, that autumn, it, it, it was like an automated reply to an email. Like, you know, I, I'm going to do this. Oh, well, I don't have money for that. That is what people have been programmed. That's what society has really programmed and trained the masses to be in a state of lack, a state of fear about not having. One of the things that I have learned about lack is that it's really, it's really a myth. And I'm saying that with all sincerity, lack is a myth because very often people who are living in lack, they, they don't even have the awareness of what it is what the responsibility is in association with what they want. The belief system is always, I don't have. That is their belief system, the lack-based belief system. Abundance is the opposite of that. It is the opposite of that. And I want to just ask the audience, you know, I want to ask you all, um, you know, when we get to the end, I want you to be thinking about what abundance really looks like, feels like for you. So I want you to be thinking about that even while we are going through this particular workshop, because at the end, I'd like to hear from you, you know, in addition to questions, I'd like to hear what that represents itself um, like to you in your world. So we are trained to live in lack and we are trained to, to, um, to be in that state of paralysis and that state of fear when it comes to finance, finances and anything money. And I wanna just take a moment to highlight the fraud in that training, um, the perpetuators of that training are the same ones who trained you to forsake your ancestors and abandon your power. Right. So these are the same people who told you that uh, to be in the place where I am right now is 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 dangerous. It's, it's not safe. They taught you that, you know, Africans are savages and, and cannibals and et cetera. Um, when every Sunday, the first Sunday of every month, there's a whole level of symbolic spiritual cannibalism taking place with, you know, eating the body of Christ and drinking the blood, right? So these are all things that kind of make you say, wait a minute, what's going on here? I, what, are we cannibals or are we not, right? Because you, you call these people, but then here you are first Sunday and it's spiritual and it's symbolic. Uh, so that's something to, to, um, to also notate. But for all of you, and I'm, I am thinking that all of you are 
of course, aware of the power of connecting with ancestors and the power of uh, just taking time to venerate the souls and the spirits of those who are vying for you, who are working on your behalf, even in the spirit realm. And the same people who taught you this lack, who are the same people who taught you to forsake these ancestors. And yet these are the same people who have continuously honored their ancestors continuously honor their ancestors. They name halls after their ancestors, schools after their ancestors, centers. You got early learning centers named after people's ancestors and not people who look like you and I, right? These people are the same people who are honoring ancestors by making statues, carving their ancestors into the side of mountains, right? <laughs> All of these things are connected to abundance because when you take that time to really understand the power that, that you are, to understand the connection that you have to all things, to understand that there is no lack, there is nothing to be afraid of, there is no shortage of anything. When you really understand those principles, then you understand why there is this, there's been a concerted effort to keep you from honoring those who, who will then turn around, honor you in frequency, at an energetic capacity, at a spiritual capacity. I am here in Africa because I honored my ancestors. I'm here because I was guided to be here. And for all intents and purposes, when I got here to Africa, what was most significant to me, this, this little black girl coming from you know, the United States of America, I am Trinidadian American. Both of my parents are from Trinidad and Tobago. And we, we grew up in an abject state of poverty. You know, my uh, priestess Oshun Fouke knows my, my, my grandmother's story very well. My grandmother migrated to the United States of America with nothing but the clothes on her back. She didn't have any, any resources there. And she spent her the first two years of her life in the United States scrubbing floors, mopping floors, cleaning white people's houses, taking care of people's kids. And the way my grandmother was set up, she cleaned, she mopped, she was a caretaker for those years. When that time was, was completed, she sent for her children, the first three, she had six children. She sent for three children to come on up. She continued to work. She worked day jobs. She worked night jobs. And this is a black woman living in Brooklyn, New York during the 60s, during the 70s. Okay. My grandmother was working two jobs. She managed to save enough money to buy a house in an area that black people didn't live in. Black people didn't live in Jewish neighborhoods, but my grandmother was like, let me tell you something. I got to have a house for my children and I got to have a house in a nice area where we can be safe, where we can thrive. She bought her house and she sent for her other three children. And then she sent for her mama to come on up from Trinidad as well. So she bossed up and took care of everyone. She took care of everyone and yet she did not do so from a place of abundance. She did so from a place of scarcity. She did so from a place of fear, from a place of having to work very hard 
And abundance is, is, a, is a newer modern phenomenon because it involves having everything without having to bust your ass and sacrifice in the process. That's, that's the point. That's the point. We all have been exposed to hard work. We have all been exposed to overworking ourselves. We have all been exposed to putting in the work, putting in the toil, putting in this, doing that, waking up early, staying late, you know, showing up. We have all been there. And the truth is that you could be there fully, be in that, that workspace fully. And all you're doing is sacrificing. That, that's sacrificial energy. That is sacrificial energy. And that is what we are moving away from. When you are, when you, and I want you to think about it like this, if this is, if this is, uh, this is, this is going to provide more clarity. Sacrificial energy is to lack what giving joyfully energy is to abundance. Okay. And I, you know, I was an English teacher in in my past life. So, (laughs) but sacrificing, you know, when you, when you have to give somebody something and you don't feel good about giving it to them, then they come with a little attitude. I don't, you know, I got to get it. I got to let this girl stay in my house because this is my cousin. This is the right thing to do. That energy is the energy of lack, is the energy of fear, is the energy of, of, of everything on that side. And we are shifting you are shifting over to the energy of abundance, of giving from a place of joy. I'm happy to do it. It is my honor. It is my pleasure to serve you. And, you know, one of the things I was saying about me arriving to Africa is I am enamored with how when I arrived here, when I, when I got here, I entered through Egypt. And so my experience has been very, um, very, I've had a variety of experiences. So I, I went through North Africa in, in Egypt. I went over to Senegal. I migrated down to Gambia. I went to Ghana, <laughs> went to uh, Togo, went to South Africa. Like I've, I've been around the continent and I am always amazed This is one thing that amazed me very early and I continue to be amazed by the amount of white people that I see in Africa all the time, everywhere. Always amazed, always amazed. And let me tell you why it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me because Africa itself is a resource that represents international abundance. Africa, the whole continent. We're not talking about any one country. We're talking about the whole, the whole continent. Okay. If you look on my picture, um, um, on my profile picture, there is a whole tattoo over my heart of the continent because the continent itself represents abundance. And they scared Westerners, Black Westerners from ever wanting to come to Africa scared. Oh, you know, I, I can't go, you know, that's the, that's the fear. They, they made, you know, black people very afraid to come to Africa because they never wanted you to experience what they experience every single day, every single week, every single month being here. 
They never wanted you to experience any of this. They scared you from your storehouse. They scared you from your treasure chest. They scared you from your spiritual ocean of wealth because they never wanted you to have access to any of that, baby. They never wanted you to, to, to be in a place where you could say, yes, I, I'm happy to, to fly, fly myself out and I'll actually fly you out too. They never wanted that. They don't want to be looking eye to eye with you. They like having their, their um, first class boardrooms exclusive. They like having their first class exclusive. Many of the people that I've met here who've met people from all over the world, many of the Africans that I've met, they, they've still not, they've had not yet to experience meeting African-Americans. I'm one of the minorities that they've met. And these are people who work with those who travel all year round and they still don't meet many of us because they scared us. They scared you. They scared the masses into thinking that this is something that's not for you. And that is how lack works. It taps into the energy of fear. It keeps you afraid. Lack is a flex. It keeps you afraid of what is already yours. It's yours. So I want you to, to think of it in the way that it actually is. Think of it, it in, in this way. And we're spiritual women. So we're going to think of it and use spiritual examples and um, just tap into what it is. Think of it like the way my grandmother worked really, really hard to bring all of her family members in, right? To, to make sure that everybody was taken care of and everybody was accounted for. I want you to think of that in terms of your ancestry. I want you to think about the fact that you have thousands of ancestors and I want you to imagine your ancestors busting their ass, busting their ass. If you ever need a reference to what it looks like when a black woman busts her ass, just at any moment, Google a picture of Harriet Tubman. At any moment, Google a picture of Sojourner Truth so you can be reminded of what it looks like to be in the struggle. And whenever you're thinking like, I don't have money for that. I want you to remember that these women, your specific ancestors, that they busted their ass, they busted their ass so that you wouldn't have to, that they've already done the work. They've already done the work. Give thanks. They've already done the work. They've already done the work. Somebody, somebody somewhere has already done the work and already created a storehouse. When when you think about all of this, I want you to, to really just to be in that place where you're, you're thinking about what sacrifices have been made, what sacrifices have been made, what these women have had to do, whether it be sacrifices just with working, sacrifices with children, sacrifices with mates, right? So Understanding that the work has already been done for you is one really big piece of accepting abundance in your life. Understanding that this has already been done on your behalf, right? So earlier on, you know, and let's just shift back. So let's go back to the question initially. I asked what, what, what these words mean to you when you think about where you want to be financially where you think about how you would describe that um, 
thought I always use the word wealth because wealth is the best way I know to describe myself, uh, to describe my financial status, to describe my my status when it comes to a, abundance and and finances. It's always well now it's it's just wealth. Um, what does wealth look like for me though? Wealth is is different for everybody, just like riches are different, right? Just like financial freedom and the words that the key words that I mentioned earlier. Wealth in my life looks like balance. It looks like harmony. It looks like freedom. It's flow. It's liberation. If I'm inhibited, if I'm not able to do something that I want to do, then I am not living my best wealthy life. I'm not living in that wealth. And if I have a desire and I'm not able to fulfill it, I'm not, I'm not operating in my highest zone of wealth. So wealth to me is that flow. It's that fluidity to be able to do what I want to do. Most people can't, can't fathom the idea of moving from one state to another. You know, there's a, a, a fear, right? A lack of fear when it comes to that. Me moving from one continent to another continent, moving from one hemisphere of the world to another hemisphere of the world, that is my embodiment of wealth. I didn't come here and I, you know, it's, it's funny because that, that word bougie comes up for me when I think about it here on the continent, um, as, as priestess mentioned, I've been very committed to living a first class life. I tell everybody, anytime I, I encounter something that I, it's not, it's not in alignment with who I am. I remind them that I did not come to Africa to struggle. I didn't come here to be on no, no bullshit. I didn't come here to, uh, no, <laughs> I didn't come here for that. I, that's not that's not what we're doing at this stage in life. So everything for me has been at that first class level. It's been at that level of luxury. Luxury is very important to me. It's one of my values. It's one of the things that I value. If if there's an option between this and that, if if this is luxurious and makes me feel good then I'm going to choose the luxurious option every single time. I almost said the luxurious opulence (laughs) and that too, every single time, every single time my retreat, you know, and, and just to add this on, on the, the tail end, I facilitate breathwork ceremony, plant medicine ceremony and lead international retreats one of the things that is very, very important to me, and this is what I say, uh, you, you know, about my guidelines in being a healer and being a teacher and being the goddess queen. It is important for me to lead at the level where I sit. As royalty, I can't, I, I don't have any option but to present that level to my, uh, my students to my attendees, I can only present at the level where I sit. I can only be in that level with wealth. So when leading that retreat, you know, the uh, attendees who came, 
they were like, this is amazing. Like, you know, we were right on the ocean. Every morning you wake up, you get to see that big, beautiful, and this is Zanzibar. I don't know if you want to Google Zanzibar beach and just take a look and just be in that essence and be in that, that energy, even in this moment, the beaches in Zanzibar, I know we've all, you know, been exposed to Sands Beach and, you know, they played those those Saint, those reggae songs and had white people running down and social St. Lucia and the Bahamas and stuff. Zanzibar has white sandy beaches, white sand. And this is again, Africa. Um, as a matter of fact, Africa has some of the most beautiful beaches that exist in the world, period, point blank. And Zanzibar beaches are white sand, blue, blue aqua, blue waters. Um, the weather there is amazing. It's, it's warm. There's breeze, there's wind. You can look down into the water and see to the bottom of, of the, the sandy floor. Um, there is a vibration in Zanzibar that emanates peace. It emanates relaxation. It, it just emanates everything, stillness and nature. And um, those things, those elements, again, it's very important to remember what it means to you. Those elements embody what it means to me to live in luxury, to live in a state of peace, to be in a state of where I, my body is fully relaxed. I, and this is a personal share. You know, this is because we're here. We're family now, right? We're, we're family. You have been introduced via family, but I can't even get a proper blissful orgasm if my body is not completely relaxed. I can't be in a place and 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 um, in a place physically. You know, I can't go there physically if I'm not fully relaxed. If I'm looking at something dirty in the room and thinking about clothes that need to be folded, those things take you out of relaxation. They take you out of bliss. They take you back to the struggle. <laughs> they take you far, far away. <laughs> so, and, and again, we are moving away from that. We are moving away. That is, that is not where we at anymore. Our grandmas did that. Our great grandmas did that. We don't have to keep playing that same song and telling that same story. We don't have to do that. So I recreate and infuse these elements of wealth and luxury and abundance into my retreat because that is the element, that is where we are now. That is, that is our birthright. We were born into that. And believing anything else is a false narrative. Wealth in my life looks like the ability to spin without cease. Somebody say spin without cease. Spin without cease. Yes, spin without that that means the same the same things that you that you desire, the ability to say, you know what? It's freaking Wednesday. I think I should get on the plane and go to Nairobi. That <laughs> That's where we're going. That's where we're going, right? The ability to say, you know what? I, I, I've never had a Tiffany bracelet before. Let me go ahead and treat myself to a Tiffany bracelet. To be able to utilize money for enjoyment 
versus just yes. sheer necessity. Yes, yes. That's yes. what wealth looks like. Yep. This is what wealth in my life looks like. Yep. This is not this is not something that you have to to live vicariously through through one of the fake ass housewife situations. No. We don't have to do that. We don't we don't have to do that. That's not that's not necessary. You are already in the embodiment of abundance. The work has already been put in. It's your job now to emerge from the struggle story. Emerge from the struggle story. And I, I'm saying this for the people who are in the front but aren't really hearing yet. I, I'm saying it to you directly. Emerge from the struggle story. Emerge from the struggle story. Yes. Let that one go. Yes. Can I just interject? You don't have to be married to your struggle, baby. Let it go. You, you, you don't have, They are, remember they already was poor. We telling a new story for the lineage now. Mm-hmm. We telling a new story for the family lineage, right? We, we're breaking generational traumas, right? And the cycles from before, let yep. that one go. Yeah. That one is an easy one to let go. Yes. And I, and I, and I want to tell you how easy it is to let go of it. Let me just, let me uh, see if I can I quantify it. I'm going to give it to you in a, in a very quick way. I'm going to, okay, let me wait because I have some steps. So I have some steps and you're going to put these steps into practice. And the first person who comes back and reports Using these steps, I'm going to have a, a very beautiful gift waiting for you on one of my retreats, okay? Good. So put a, put a pin in that. Let's just put a pin in that and I'll come back to that. All right. So money is confusing and it's still a struggle when you don't trust, when you don't feel it, and when you don't understand it. I'm going to repeat that. Money is confusing. Okay, being in the energy of abundance, being in the, the energy of, of financial, you know, up leveling, all of that, you know, that equates to many of us for just just money. Let's just use money right now. Money is confusing and it's still a struggle when you don't trust, number one, when you don't feel it, and when you don't understand it. Okay, so wealth, going back to the word wealth, wealth embodies the ocean when you trust, when you trust, when you trust, when you're really in a relationship with, with, with this, this frequency and you trust, then wealth, that the, the whole thing embodies the ocean. You know how when you jump in the middle of the ocean, okay, maybe you know, we black women, all of us don't jump in the middle of the ocean. But if you were to jump into the middle of the ocean, you don't have to trust that your head going to hit the bottom of the ocean. When you dive in, you know that the ocean is deep, baby. It's a lot. It, 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 the whales live in the ocean. <laughs> okay. So ain't no, they ain't no, ain't no, ain't no end. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's vast. Okay. And that is how money shows up when there is a level of trust it catches you y'all know that old little exercise that people be doing in team building 
uh, um, meetings and, and retreats when they'd be like, okay, I'm gonna stand behind you. Okay, lean back, you know, and I'm gonna catch you, right? We, we've had experiences like that, even as children with somebody saying, lean back and I'll catch you. Have you ever leaned back and allowed money to catch you? Have you ever just jumped and been like, you know what? <laughs> just go ahead and jump and know that I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. That is when you are starting to up level into the energy of abundance. The ocean is abundance. The ocean is abundant. There ain't no shortage in the ocean, right? Ain't no lack in the ocean. See, the thing about the way you've been taught and the way that we've been taught is we've been taught to work hard in order to make money. Oh, you got to work nine to five and 40 hours and 20 years and after 20 years and you can go ahead and retire. Listen, you can work hard all you want. But when you are living in fear because you don't trust that you'll have what you need, then baby... There is no abundance in that house. There is no abundance in that house. There's no abundance without trust. There is no abundance without trust. Money will always be confusing. It will always be hard when you don't trust that you'll have what you need. And the trust really isn't in the money itself, right? So again, we're spiritual women. The trust is not in the money itself. The trust is in all of the effort, all of the things that have been put in, all of the elements that are supporting you, seen and unseen, seen and unseen. And, and I'll, I'll quantify it in this way. Has there ever been a time that you really needed something? Like you were like, you know what? I, I, I just really need um, X amount of money to go ahead and do this. And <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I just need it. This has to happen, right? I, I want to give you a, a real life example. One of my clients, she decided early on that she was going to come to Zanzibar. When I publicized the retreat, I said, you know, look, this is where we're going. We're going to Africa, et cetera, et cetera. You can join in. We about to tear the whole club up. And she was like, yes. She said yes early on. And early on means maybe February, March, okay? She sent in her payment, her deposit payment. But by, I think, July, she hadn't made any other payments. And she got on the phone and she was like, God is queen. I am not sure I will be able to make it. I don't know, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And we just had a, a real, a, a real conversation, you know. And at that time, I told her, listen, uh, part of the problem is that you think this is an option. You know, everybody's ancestors are different. And her ancestors specifically were championing for her to come to Africa at that time. So I said, you think this is an option, but they don't already, you know, I don't know what the hell we talking about. I don't know what we on the phone talking about. So she, she said, okay, let me go sit with it and let me go make a decision. And she did that. And uh, I want to say a short 48 hours later, short 48 hours later, she had the total sum of about $12,000 deposited in her account. Now, 
I, I didn't put the 12,000 there. <laughs> I surely didn't go into my bank account and drop it in there. Um, but those are the types of things that happen when you tap into that trust, when you make a decision, when you make a decision, number one, when you say, all right, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. And then you trust that it's actually going to happen. <laughs> that, that part, when you trust that it's actually going to happen, things start shifting. We get money all the time from sources. Of, we, we don't know what, we don't know that that's coming. You, you ever get a check in the mail, literally a check in the mail that you had not expected to get? That's tapping into frequency. That's just tapping into the energy of whatever the, 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 the money is, is, is offering you. Whatever the frequency is for what it is that you want, you want X. Money shows up from some other source and now you're able to get X. What is that? That's spiritual principles. That's frequency of money 101. So that is the other part of it. Remember I said you don't trust it if, if you don't feel it. Feeling into the frequency of what it is that you want. Feeling into that frequency. Feeling into that frequency. You know, there, there are women who consistently date men at a certain financial level consistently. And I don't mean, you know, the bottom level, the broke ones, the ones who don't have money. I mean, consistently dating men who have money, the frequency, the frequency has already been established. I went to a strip club years ago. And at the strip club, I was sitting there minding my business. A young lady was sitting there minding her business with her friend. And out of the business of what we were minding, a guy walked across the room and just handed this young lady a stack of money, like, you know, just a stack of ones, do what you want to do, live your best life. And, you know, I, I was a little confused at first. I said, okay, sir, you know, um, I'm like, is this your dude? Like, you, you, I, this, this is different. And she was like, oh, you know, no, this isn't my dude. I don't know him. Like, uh, <laughs> he just handed me money. And so I was like, that's interesting. And it was the first time I'd observed something like that. I was like, I've I never seen anything like that before. And I just asked her, um, you know, like, did you, are, are you interested in him? Or, cause I was really curious. I'd never seen anything like that before. Um, you know, not that I'm at the strip club regularly or anything like that, but, you know, this was an experience and I was like, I don't, I, this is all new to me. So write this down. Is this usually happening <laughs> and how can I get a stack? So um, I said, are you going to give him your number? You know, obviously he's trying to holler at you. And she was like, actually, no, I'm not going to give him my number because the thing is that men do this all the time. Like wherever I go, men do this. And I'm like, well, why? Because I was just, I was curious. And she was like, you know, to be honest, like the man that I'm dating right now is a multimillionaire and, you know, wherever I go, men are always very generous and very giving to me. Like that's just, that's it. And I didn't understand it at that time. This was years ago before I'd even been awakened and exposed to the level of wealth and abundance that I live in now. Now I understand she was just tuned into a frequency. She was just tuned into the frequency. 
She had set the frequency on the radio for, for, for rich millionaires. For, and these were black men. Let me just point that out. She's, she's a young black woman and these are black men, you know, and for all of the, the conversations about what does and what doesn't exist, I want you to always remember that it's not about what exists in somebody else's life. It's about the frequency that you're tapped into in your own life. That frequency. So feeling into the vibrations, feeling into the frequency, tuning in to the frequency. Overcoming spiritual obstacles are not always easy. It's not always easy to be able to go from someone who chronically believes that there is not enough because that that is that is a collective way of thinking. Poverty is a collective consciousness. It's it's gross, but it, it it's really a collective consciousness. Just like you think of schools of fish all swimming together, right? They, they didn't plan it. They didn't coordinate it. They didn't go practice five, six, seven, eight. They didn't do any of that, but they all swimming in synchronicity. Poverty consciousness works the same way. It works the same way. Sometimes it's not just about you and what you think and what you're learning. Sometimes it's about the environment that you are in. Leaving America represented leaving a toxic relationship for me. Toxicity and the word toxic and narcissism, these are, again, buzzwords. 2021 buzzword, narcissist. He was a narcissist. (laughs) I see that everywhere. Let's forget all the, let's forget personal responsibility. Let's forget the fact that you enabled this man. Let's forget the fact that you took care of him. You funded him. You put him in your house. You procreated and had babies for him. He did nothing for you. He never wanted to do nothing. Let's forget all of those things. And let's just go to a clinically a clinical term that psychologists use and just call it narcissism. It's gross. Toxicity, all of that, all of that. You have to just, that is, that is poverty consciousness. Poverty consciousness works in that same way. It works in the inability to see oneself separate from a low vibrational group. It, it works in that way. It works in the way that when your friend says, you know, girl, we should really go see, you know, uh, Adukunle Gold, you know, T.Y. Savage, they're coming to town. And the first thing you say is, girl, I ain't even got it like that. What? <laughs> that's, where you, that's where you're starting? Poverty consciousness works in the way that when you say, you know what, I realized that, that I, 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 I really had some generational trauma in my family. And, you know, for a long time, the women in my family, they've had a history of of taking care of men who didn't do nothing for them. And, and I know I need help, you know, uh, should I sign up? You know, I want to sign up for, for counseling, but you know, I ain't really, I ain't really got it like that. You know, I, 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 I ain't got time. I ain't got money. I got... What? That's poverty consciousness. And truth be told, poverty consciousness, it's an easy one for them to program because it relies on the fears of the ego. The ego wants you to stay the same. The ego don't want you to rise up. The ego don't want you to be sitting on the on the crown on the throne with a crown on your head. The ego wants you to be small. The ego wants you to be small. The ego don't want you to go outside your comfort zone. 
the ego going to tell you, mm -mm, that ain't, see, that's why that, mm -mm, that ain't, you shouldn't even did that. That's not even for you. That's not even for you. That's what the ego will tell you. It's just playing mind games and mind tricks on you to keep you small so you don't have to level up. So it doesn't have to do more work. You will only be in tune with what you feel comfortable with, what you feel capable of, and what you feel ready for. You will only be in tune to frequency. Remember that young lady, and, and, and this is real, and I'm saying this because I'm in a room full of beautiful and amazing, evolving, evolving Black women. You are the biggest commodity of America, to be honest with you. <laughs> you are the entire plug. Just like you just say, baby, I'm the plug. Baby, you the plug. You the plug. You the ones who be putting your mama on, your sister on, your cousin, niece, nephew. You, you the one who lead the whole crew. You lead the whole pack. It's you. It's you. So I, I'm, I'm saying these things to you because I want you to understand where you sit. And I want you to understand that they have pulled wool over your eyes so that you can't see that you're standing in a room full of gold that you are made from gold. You were made from gold the whole time. The whole time. The whole, and that was, that, was, that was your ancestor's sacrifice. They put a lot into it. They put a lot into you. The, the, the phrase, I am my ancestor's wildest dreams. That's not just the phrase. That's where we are right now. In, in this, we're in the golden age. We just, we just left the age of information and, and, and technology. We're now in the gold. This is the age of Aquarius. We're really swimming in it. We're really swimming in it. And if you are, are truly in alignment with abundance, then it's just going to require for you to tap into the frequency. It's just the frequency. You will only be in tune with what you feel comfortable with. That young lady in the strip club, she was comfortable with receiving. Remember? Some of us, we, we, some of us have struggled with receiving. So even receiving something as simple as a compliment. <laughs> I've observed many, many, many a woman who when someone walks up and says, I like your shoes. There's a need, there's a, a, a need felt to say, oh, well, I like your hat. Baby, you can't just receive a compliment. <laughs> you can't just receive it. Just receive. It's a compliment. Open your arms and receive. Allow, allow people to do things for you. Allow. How are you going to allow a hundred thousand on a hundred thousand if you can't even allow somebody to, to a man to just give you, to give you money? You're receiving gifts? No. That don't make you materialistic or, or whatever. What, what do they tell them? Uh, gold digger. That don't make you none of that. That makes you none of that at all. Especially receiving from a man who you've done so much. 
you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't have any options but to just be honest. We're here. Here we are. It's 2021. If 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 everything shuts down tomorrow and Armageddon happens and you know the people that are not people show up and 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 other things, I, I just need to go out saying that I kept it 100. I kept it 100,000 into the last breath. So we're here. We're here. The frequency involves you actually being able to receive. And some of you have had challenges with just receiving. So that's even something to consider. You will only be in tune with what you feel comfortable with, capable of handling, and ready for. You remember all those stories about, um, oh, you know, somebody won the lottery and then within 24 or 48, or 48 months, they lost it, right? They won the money or they got, they, uh, got a life, life insurance settlement and then within a year, they're back to where they were, you know, or sometimes even worse than what they were, right? I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine about money and um, talking about me leveling up, you know, stepping into wealth and realizing that being in this place with money, it exposes any, any hole, any hole that you have, any insecurity, any lack, any, anything that, that is out of balance and out of harmony. It's gonna expose that. They 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 try to drop it in the poverty consciousness and say money is the root of all evil. That's a lie. God created money. I don't make it make sense. <laughs> make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. So the same money that that you're gonna be able to use to make sure that you help your auntie at the cancer center when she gets cancer, that money is evil? Oh, you mean the same money that is was able to help your daughter get into that private school when you was able to pay that private school tuition? No, that money's evil. Oh, no, 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 okay, my bad. When you was driving that Toyota Corolla and then you was able to level up and get you, you know, a little range, that money is. Poverty consciousness, that's another lie. That's another lie that they told you, just like the ancestors. And that's another lie. That's another lie. How easy must their life be when you can live in that series of lies, when you can live in the series of what I don't have and you can feel some type of way about having. People have misconceptions about money simply because of, of years and years of programming. When that person gets that million and they lose it, is that a reflection of the money? Did the money make them lose it? Or is there something that they needed to level up on? Is there some area that they needed to grow in and evolve in? in order to be able to handle more. Remember, this is energies, right? So it's frequency. We're going to think about this the same way we think about leveling up into 
a, a corporation, going from managing a small business where you have five employees to managing a corporation when you have 5,000. What level of responsibility does it require? It requires you to change, to change up, right? You can't operate at that same five person team when you have 5,000 people on the team. It's a different ball game. So it's a new frequency. So you have to step up to a 5,000 person frequency. When you step up to the five person frequency, then you're able to maintain your corporation. But if when you get upgraded to that 5,000 person team, you have to take pills to stay awake to complete your projects. You weren't exercising. So now those pills are having an adverse effect on your life. You're not spending no more time with your kids because you are running a 5,000 person team and you don't know how to balance your time anymore. You're not even eating breakfast. You're just eating fat snacks and drinking coffee on the way to. It's not the corporation that did it. It's the fact that you were supposed to evolve and you did not evolve. When you got that million, you they were supposed to in, evolve and grow, not turn to drugs, not start popping. The, 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 did the money tell them go pop mollies or something? Uh, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Money is a tool. It's a tool. Money is a resource. And I give thanks. I give thanks for that aspect of money, the aspect that even helps you to see yourself <laughs> in a new way <laughs> and way it, with clarity. It helps you to even see the holes within yourself, to see, to see any areas that need improvement. Any areas that need improvement. Wow, I got a million dollars. Okay, now I need to figure out or even before I got the million, because I was sitting up there asking for it, right? They say, be careful what you ask for. So now because I have a million dollars, I'm, I'm excited because I was already prepared with my accountant. I got my accountant prepared even before I got the million. I asked her about taxes because I've heard stories about wealthy people and other people who've been given million dollar grants and who ended up having to go to jail because they didn't pay their taxes. So I even had the tax accountant prepared before. Wow. Paid my taxes. That's amazing. Now I get to sit down and take a look and say, well, what else is it that I need to do with this money? Let me not, let, let me not forget the goals that I had. Let me not get this million subtracting my 160000 for taxes. Let me not have my 800000 and forget that it was always my goal to buy my mama's house. Let me not forget to do that first. Because the last thing I want to say in a year from now, in 24 months from now, is I spent all, all the money and I didn't even do what it is that I wanted to do. That's where we are now. That's the era and the time frame that we're living in now, where money no longer has to be a sense of it. It's, it's no longer intimidating. It's no, it no longer feels like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't think, I don't know if I'm supposed to have this, so let me hurry up. You know, people spend money because they feel uncomfortable with it. 
one of the reasons that people outspend when they get money is because they don't even feel comfortable having it. They don't even feel comfortable just sitting down with money in their bank account, looking at it. Just being at peace with the fact that it, it, it's a lot of money in there. Just being at peace with the fact that you got 350000 sitting there looking at you every morning when you log in and look at that bank account is looking back at you. Feeling comfortable and feeling at peace. But we in a different place because people have misconceptions about money. Those misconceptions are based on the matrix. They're based on the matrix style thinking, the lack consciousness instead of spiritual principles. I want you to go ahead and just repeat after me. Abundance is my birthright. Wealth is my birthright. Freedom is my birthright. Let that just sit in your body. Let it just sit. Abundance is my birthright. Wealth is my birthright. Freedom is my birthright. Abundance is your birthright. Money gives you access. Why wouldn't God want you to have it? Tell me that. And like, do you really have a legit answer for why God wouldn't want you to have money? And maybe write that down too. Why wouldn't God want me to have abundance? Why wouldn't God want me to be healthy, wealthy, and wise? Doesn't God want all great things for me? So why wouldn't God want you to have all, all of the desires of your heart and more? Why wouldn't God want you to have that? Some of you are living lives today. You're living a life today that you manifested years ago. Like actively, actively, actively manifested it. I mean, we're always manifesting. <laughs> we're, we're, we're always, you know, our, our, our thoughts, they're things and these things become things and they're here in the present world and they're, they're in the physical iteration. All, uh, we're always manifesting, you know, but some of you are living lives. The life that you live today is one that you thought of, like you was just thinking of it years ago. You was like, damn, why can't I just, and then boom. Here we are, 2021, October 28th. Okay, well, I think it's the 27th where you are. October the 27th. And here you are. You realize, wait a minute, hold on now. I'm living this. I'm a living manifestation of the things that I dreamed of years ago. And excellent, 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 excellent. The question is, What are you manifesting and creating in terms of living within your birthright, within abundance? What what, what does that look like? And, you know, can I I just say, you know, I am a huge fan of Beyonce. Um, Priestess Oshon Fulkay and I are both Virgos. And, you know, I'm more Leo than Virgo a lot of times. 
Um, but I'm I'm a big fan of Beyonce, not just because she's, you know, another iteration of myself, but because one of the things that I appreciate is her ability to remind me of how, how just stinking ass creative, just how fucking opulent the creativity is when you you know when you just see some a work of art and you like god where did you even get the gall to 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 just create what did that, 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 that yes you just get excited because of the artwork right i want you to to imagine just for a moment that you were able to live within that that wealth of abundance, that ocean where money without cease, as I mentioned earlier, money without cease. Because one of the things that we like to do as black folk is we like to talk about what black folk do when they get money. <laughs> they do real, real extra, they go extra. You know, you might see somebody with a new nail set and they might have a whole carnival wheel, a whole Ferris wheel on one of their nails, black people. <laughs> extra, extra. I want you to, to allow yourself to think about how extra you can be. How extra you can be with a wealth, with money without ceasing. How extra, because we're not talking about just necessities. We're not talking about necessities, baby. We're not talking about them light bills and the car notes and the more digits. We're not talking about none of that. We are speaking about the things that you want to do, not the obligations. That's when you've really leveled into abundance. Enjoyment, enjoyment, buying it because you wanted it, because you felt like it, that part. Why wouldn't God want you to have that Fendi bag? Why wouldn't God want you to have that Birkin bag? Is there something inherently evil in the Birkin bag? If that's what you want, what, 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 why, is, there, is there something evil about a Birkin? Help me to understand if I'm, if I'm missing something. But last time I checked, there was nothing satanic about a beautiful designer bag. I mean, you know, all, all I, I think it's all the same to God. I don't think he distinguishes between that, the Michael Kors shoes and the Louis Vuittons. I don't think he's like, you know what? She can have them Michael Kors from TJ Maxx, but she can't have them Louis Vuittons. I don't think, you know, I don't think the most high is, is really uh, concerned with that or preoccupied with that. And that's something that I would have told myself 10 years ago. That's what I would have wanted my 16 uh, year old self, because you know, I'm only 26. Uh, you know, even though I have these uh, you know, the people who call me mom, I'm only, you know, I just had my 26th birthday again. Uh, you know, uh, recently. So uh, what I would have told myself 10 years ago is that it's just money. There's nothing bad about it. There's no evil associated with it. It's just a tool. 
it's a frequency. It's a frequency. There's something to be said about owning that, right? Um, for those of you who are in our Instagram, you can add me or follow me on Instagram. I'm Goddess Queen Jaast. And one of the things that I am always tickled by is how many people are tickled by me identifying myself appropriately. Can you spell that so they can go and follow you, please? Sure. I'm Goddess Queen. So G-O-D-D-E-S-S. Queen, Q-U-E-E-N. Ja, J-A-H. Ast, A-S-T. And people are always so tickled. They're like, the Goddess Queen? I'm like, yes, that's what I am. Just that, that's a sailor. That's a fisherman. That's a tailor. That's a chef. Oh, look, there's me, the goddess queen. I am goddess. I am queen. I own it. I, I don't, I, I'm just like I'm a black woman. I'm Trinidadian. I'm American. I, you know, living in Africa. I'm wealthy. I am a mom. I'm a daughter. <laughs> I have to own all characteristics of myself. And if I could have talked to myself 10 years ago, I would have said, own the fact that it's just money. There's nothing bad about it. There's nothing inherently evil about it. It's literally just a tool. It's a frequency, just like tuning in to a frequency on the radio just like tuning into the frequency of the radio, just like tuning into the frequency of the radio. So when you sit down and you really start to, to go over these questions, and you know, one of the reasons that I enjoy these types of rooms, these types of forums, classes, workshops, is because these are the conversations that nobody's ever really sat and had with us. Like, if you were lucky to have friends like me, you know, having Priestess Oshun K as a friend, we have these conversations, right? Um, and that's why I lead retreats because it's all about who you're in the room with. <laughs> you know, very often you get in the room with the right set of people and everything opens up environment you know people like to talk about law of attraction law of attraction and what you think and what you getting blah 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 baby y'all missing the fact that law of attraction 80% of it is the environment 80% of it is your damn environment you can positive thinking yourself to death but if you in a toxic ass environment what's going on you working against yourself just by being in that environment again hence my toxic relationship with America my struggle story in America no longer exists. Once I came over here, the environment, everything up-leveled. So when you, are, when you are ready, I don't know if you're ready right now, but when you are ready to finally start walking and you don't have to run into the arms of abundance, right? You don't have to... You don't have to run. You can waddle. You can teeter totter. You can, 
you know, when toddlers start walking, they teeter totter and, and take their time and do what they need to do, but they get there. When you are ready, there are about four questions that you need to ask yourself. Four questions that you need to ask yourself when you are ready to walk into the arms of abundance. The first question is, what do you t desire to be in regards to your finances? What do you desire to be in regards to your finances? So if it makes you feel better, you can always replace the word finances with in regards to abundance. What do you desire to be in regards to, to abundance or finances, either one? And I want you to, to identify it in one word. So whatever that word is, and you say, I, and you would say yourself, I, Jamila Osset, am a blank woman. So I, Jamila Osset, am a wealthy goddess, I'm a wealthy woman, because money is, my money is like the ocean. It, it doesn't, it's money without ceasing. When I desire it, then it'd be like, boom, here you go. And even if I fall into it, because I can't see, you can't always see what's at the bottom of the ocean. You really can't see what's at the bottom of the ocean. But when I fall into it, it's always there to catch me. So wealthy is, is um, the best way that I know how to classify myself. That's what I embody. That's what I live in. That's what I operate in. For you, it may be rich. For you, it may be well off. For you, it may be comfortable, even the word comfortable, if that's abundance to you, just be where you are. So what do you desire to be with regards, you know, to abundance or finances? The second question is, what makes you feel closest to that? What makes you feel closest to that? If it's comfortable, what makes you feel closest to being comfortable financially? Is it when you're able to, to give your mom, you know, money so she can buy, you know, a, a new blazer, a new jacket? Does that make you feel comfortable? If it's rich, does it make you feel rich when you, you know, take off work middle of the day, or go to Saks Fifth and, and buy a nice pair of earrings? Does that make you feel rich? What makes you feel closest to that? For one of my goddesses, what makes her feel closest to being rich is going on retreat. Coming on retreat makes her feel rich. Having somebody cook for you, pamper you, take care of you, wash your clothes, scrub your clothes, you know, bring you juice, bring you refill, make your coffee, clean up your mess, pick up your towels, <laughs> not having to work, you know, for 10 days. She was one of the first people to, to sign up for the retreat, you know, in Mexico. And that retreat is in March. So I don't want to be out here. And then y'all like, she ain't even tell us the retreat is in March. And if you want to attend, then you can definitely message me. 
but it's about what makes you feel closest to that. What makes you feel closest to that element? What makes you feel closest to whatever it is that you identified on in the first question? The third thing, the third question is, what needs to shift in order for you to be able to embody that weekly or daily? What needs to shift? Something got to shift in order for you to be... We're not talking about just doing doing that once every while for you to be able to, whether it's a weekly retreat to Jeju, right? To take that time, because that's what it's about, taking time for yourself. Taking time for yourself. I didn't, I didn't do a, a, a three-day retreat. Priestess Oshun Fouquet came on my first retreat in 2019. And it was three days and it was beautiful, but it was only three days. It was 70, less than 72 hours. This one was 14 days because I was shooting middle fingers into the air and saying that, no, we need our time. This, this is our time. So what needs to shift in order for you to embody that weekly or daily? to release the shackles of making excuses. I'm so busy. Well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen if you're not there? One of my goddesses who attended, she got three kids, three girls. They had to be without her for, for 20 days. She's given them their, she sacrificed her whole life. <laughs> They'll be fine without you for, for 20 days. Another one of my goddesses owns a brand new fitness studio in Gambia. She got a staff of at least 20 people and a whole, it's, this is a LA fitness style, two level, two story fitness gym. They had to be without her for over two weeks. What needs to shift? Is it a mentality? Is it a belief that you have? What needs to shift in order for you to be able to embody that weekly and or daily? And then the last question, number four, is what belief or thought do you need to let go of in order to make it happen? What belief or thought do you need to let go of in order to make it happen? In order to be able to go to that shift, what needs to shift, so whatever that is, what belief or thought do you need to let go of in order to make that happen? So let me just go over the questions one last time. The first one, what do you desire to be in regards to finances or abundance? Number two, what makes you feel closest to that? Number three, what needs to shift in order for you to embody that weekly? daily or even monthly and then number four what belief or thought needs to do you need to let go of in order to make that happen so i want to um just take a moment uh and really just let all those things simmer in. I know I went over a lot because we, we, we haven't even gotten into health 
<laughs> You'll be back. But okay. <laughs> You'll be back. But I do want to do I do just want to say this about health. Um one of the things that I realized when I was ascending into the state of wealth, you know, um there wasn't a lot that I needed to do after changing the environment. You know, I mentioned the environment earlier. After I changed the environment, things started to fall into place. And one of the things that I realized is as a wealthy woman, it's always been very important for me to take care of my health. So I had to actually start valuing my body in a different way. I had to start looking at my ailments, taking my pain seriously. Um, Anytime something traumatic happens in your life, and your mind can't process it, process it, it pushes it into your body. Okay, so a lot of us have little pains and aches and, you know, we end up with, with bigger ailments, things that are in our organs or fibroids and just different things like that. And all of these things are connected. And I realized that, that there was something out of alignment for me with being wealthy without being healthy, because I was like, I'm not trying to sit up here and die. Now that I finally done, done, done up leveled my, um, my money, you know, and I'm able to live in this way. I'm not trying to, I, I, now I got to preserve my health, (laughs) you know, know, so I just went through that. And that's something that we have to be very conscious of. We will sacrifice ourselves, um, trying to get to where we want to be not realizing that it is ourselves that allow us that allows us to attain those things absolutely and you know the body is such a a tool it's such a temple it it, the body is just baby all credence and all honor to my temple because first of all I'm a bad one that's first second and third okay I'm bad and it, it 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 took a while for me to get this bad you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a young 26, but baby, let me tell you something. I had to work very hard at maintaining this. 26 year old body in 30 some years. That's amazing. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. <laughs> so the preservation game is real. And the thing is that because our body, our body, because your body supports you the way that it does, it takes care when you're ill. The body starts working on your behalf. The body literally adores and worships your every breath because your body is always working on your behalf. The very least you can do as you are rising into abundance is put focus on your health. So I will say that I own that. I am that. And I receive and live that. So thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much, Goddess Queen. I really, really appreciate you. Um, you know, I adore you. I hope the ladies, I pray that the ladies, you know, have taken really excellent notes and that they will visit and revisit what you have said tonight. I am going to talk. I want to hear if there's any questions. Yes, let's do it. Yeah, let's do any questions because that way we can just knock it out, knock it out. Does anybody Aww. have questions? Very welcome. Okay. Well, they don't. Are they raise hands? Huh? 
they don't have to do they they're quiet like that sometimes (laughs) (laughs) Um, well i i have a question if i'm not um overstepping i just want to take a couple minutes because i i like to hear what is actually um what's the biggest aha what's the biggest revelation for um for any of the attendees in this particular session what stands out to you the most what what moves you the most so if anybody wants to i have a um i'd like to answer that um hi so what um i came in a little late but when i came in you were talking about you know taking the time to take care of yourself and spend money on yourself and mm-hmm. and kind of splurge and it was interesting because that conversation actually came up for me earlier today mm-hmm. because um my birthday is Saturday mm-hmm. and I had this big plan because right now I'm making more than I have made previously and I had this plan like months ago that I was going to go splurge and buy myself a designer bag and some shoes because I've never had anything like that before. Um, and these last few months, my whole mood has changed. I've been like really negative. I've been like self-analyzing a lot and I wasn't going to do it anymore because I just wasn't in that mindset anymore. And um, a coworker came up to me and was like, you know, you work so hard. You do all these hours. You're always on call. It can't just be for bills. Like the money that I make can't just be for uh, to make other people rich, you know? And um, I don't know, when you said that, it kind of, I don't know, I just made it deeper, I guess. And I'm, I'm now I'm thinking about all the other ways that I shortchange myself <laughs> on sometimes on even like a daily basis. Um, you know, even just waking up late and, and feeling like rushed and not being, not having timed it to eat breakfast or even sit down and enjoy a cup of coffee or, um, you know, not being rested because I have to run this errand for my daughter or I have to get this done for somebody else. And so um, it's definitely one of the things that I have to stop and, and I think put more time into, um, you know, valuing myself because I have made a lot of strides this past year. And at some point I should enjoy it. At some point, you know, it should matter, (laughs) so. That's kind of what I was thinking. Ashay, so Hazel, I have a question for you. Um, what designer bag is it that you actually want? So I was going to get a, um, a Tory Burch bag because I wasn't, I'm not bold enough to spend, you know, a few grand. But <laughs> there was a, um, I think it's a Lee Radzowell bag in the toy birch one of the toy birch collections that i wanted and i was going to get a pair of their boots as well okay well you better buy that no. bag. yeah <laughs> you better look yeah. buy that bag i'm gonna i'm gonna reach over here beside these are just my babies that are beside my bed i just bought mm-hmm. this my girlfriend i love her <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> 
she's kind of new. I've only I bought her probably three months, two or three months ago, about two months ago. Mm -hmm. And then this is my newest baby because I just happened to be running errands in the mall and I saw this. This is Kurt Geiger. And I whined and did the puppy dog eyes, and Carlos got me this one. Oh, I love it. And those are the ones that I can just reach. I'm always buying myself something, girl. If you mm -hmm. are going to work every day, and it doesn't always have to be designer. I happen to like designer. But if mm -hmm. you are going to work every day and you are not building monuments to your mm -hmm. effort, you are doing mm -hmm. something horribly wrong. And I'm not going to sure take thing. the moment from the goddess queen. I'll let you answer. But when you start talking about purses, girl, I had to chime in because that's, <laughs> that's how I treat myself, okay? You can judge yeah, how well man. I'm doing by how many bags I buy. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, to me, to be honest with you, um, Hazel, the way your your face lit up, I don't even know who Tori Birch is. So let's start there. <laughs> For me, you know, life life and wealth looks different. It looks like when I'm able to go to a particular hotel. Like I like Radisson Blue International because everywhere Radisson Blue is in Africa is always five star. They're always gonna give me all my Western amenities. I'm, on, I'm gonna have my robe waiting, my slippers waiting, people waiting at the door to serve me. I don't like to pick up my bags. I don't like to do no work. First of all, I don't, I don't like to do no work. <laughs> I am anti work hard. Like even as a coach, you know, my clients, they pay about 10, 10,000 and I'm not out here busting, but I'm not busting no sweats. You know, I'm not, we're not, don't, we're going to do this work, but we're not busting sweats. So for you to be busting sweats and putting as much into everything as you are doing, you owe it to yourself and to all of the women who have busted sweats prior to you even coming into existence you owe it. It's that when we start understanding that we are so intricately connected to our ancestors, that a gift for you is honestly a gift for everybody. Yes. When we understand that, yes. then we get over ourselves and our, let me put it in quotes, our quote, humility and say, I don't know if I'm supposed to have that. I don't know. Okay. Let's, 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 let's put it in reality. What about the 500 black women who were scrub scrubbing floors and taking care of babies so you can be able to work and have education and have access and have the lifestyle that you have right now? Do they owe it? Do, do, do they deserve it? Do, do, do you owe it to them? Okay, well then treat yourself. Once we can get into that and we understand what the bigger picture is, what the biggest picture is, once we understand that frequency, then we can open ourselves up. And once you honestly, and this, you can quote me on this. Every single time, the biggest purchases that I've made that I felt any type of um, trepidation about, I'm always so amazed at how the biggest purchases always come. It's like it, they come, they come back quicker than the little small purchases. You know, in the past, when I'd be like, "Dang, this coaching program is is uh, the, the the biggest one I spent." 25,000. I don't really know if I, I really know 25,000. Like <laughs> that's what the ego was saying. But when I went ahead and just dropped the money, it's like within two, two weeks, I got it back. Like it's not, it's, it wasn't rocket science. It's just the frequency. It's just the frequency. There's so many times that we 
we try to talk ourselves out of it, not realizing that money is flow. It's going to come back just like a wave. They go and they come. They always coming. So, so be in that and, and treat yourself. It's your solar return. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. You the girl. <laughs> yeah. I, I would like. I would like to share um, an aha moment if I can too. When you when you're done. Absolutely. Thank you, Hazel. Thank you, yeah. Hazel. And you did light up Kelly, real mm-hmm. bright. I just wanted to say my aha moment. Number one, this is just, I have spent so much of my life investing into everybody else. I am Mm. in a coach's class that I don't want to be in, but I'm in it because Mm. my principal told me, if you do this, then this will add more to your, you know, repertoire. And then you can get into leadership, leadership positions. I got my bachelor's and I have my master's in curriculum and I show them every day what I can do. Why do I need another class mm-hmm. that I'm not? And I got mm-hmm. four more years in that school and I'm not trying to stay there. I'm trying to be a millionaire. And I just realized that I'm investing uh-huh. in what she believes that I should be. And I don't want to do that. And Mm-hmm. I invest in so many other people. I pour into, so I have always, I'm 52 years old. I've been pouring into people my entire life and never truly pouring into myself or investing into my ideas. I have given people some awesome ideas, even down to my children, and I'll come up with my own ideas, but I won't even make the move to help myself, but I'll help you know, somebody tell me, oh, I want to do this. And I'm like, oh, that's a wonderful idea. Let me, let me invest in you. And then the money never goes anywhere. <laughs> it just never goes anywhere. And I was just listening to you when you said, when you level up, when your ideas level up, your habits need to level up. And I have some I awesome ideas and got the same poor woman habits. I'm pr- mm. I pretty much live right now and it's sad as much money as I make, but I'm gonna go on and put it out there because I'm all everybody, anybody knows me, know I tell the truth. I live like I make five dollars an hour. I literally mm. will give, 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 and too ashamed to go to the shoe store. I wear the same shoes every day. And I told myself the lie that oh, I'm wearing these because they are comfortable. Now I'm embarrassed because they got holes in them. But I make sure everybody else is fine. And I got to stop doing that because I'm not elevating. I'm not, I'll elevate mentally. The ideas will come. Spirit will give me download after download after download. And I write stuff down and I have 50 notebooks full of ideas. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. And thank you for sharing that because I can hear, I can hear how intense that is. You know, Mm -hmm. I can hear the level of intensity because if you are in your 50s and and you've been <laughs> investing into other people. yeah yeah so let and then you you know you're a teacher listen so <laughs> kelly this is my question for you mm-hmm. what do you need to understand about who you are in order for those beliefs to change Yes. What do you I need mean, to understand about who you are? Not not what not not how good of a person, not none of that. What do you need to understand about who you are? Who you are. 
Because this is what I will tell you. And I want you to write that question down because I already know that if you write it down, if you go to sleep and if you if you just let it follow you into your dreams in the morning, you will not only have an answer, but you'll have an affirmation. And that affirmation is something that you can carry with you and repeat throughout the day. What I want to point out to you is once, going back to that, that consciousness, remember I talked about the school of fish and mm-hmm. that consciousness that people at the bottom, going back to that consciousness, I want you to know that helping people is not unique. Sacrificing yourself for people is, is not a virtuous act. Mm-mm. Sacrificing yourself is actually a very selfish act. Yeah. Because if you were created to do things here, if you were created by the most high, if you came to earth with a mission to accomplish something and you are sacrificing your energy for other people, that means that you're not doing what it is. You're not even in alignment for what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Right. There's a bigger plan. That's right. I, I, I function how I function because there's a crown on my being. It's not on my head. It's on my being. It's on, it's on, it's on who I am. So I can't, mm-hmm. I can't say, well, I'm going to be nice and I'm going to do this for somebody else. But meanwhile, wait a minute. Wait, what? How can the queen, the queen is going to come up off her throne and sacrifice herself for what? For what? That's right. What do we people need you? yourself for? But you know, Jamila, I tell them that all the time. I tell them that you have to be the best version of yourself for the people that rely on you. And so you dumbing yourself down and neglecting yourself is actually hurting your people. You need to hurting everyone. You are you, 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 you are the generator right now. Everybody's latched on to you. So that means if there's no power in you, that means everybody's down. So how is it helpful to take anything up out of you and and make someone else more relevant? It's not somebody else's ideas for your life. Do not do not come supreme to what 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 the mission is, what God has, what the purpose is, what what the jewel is, what the juice is. That can't that, that doesn't come supreme to that. That's right. You're above you're even above the administrator suggesting that program because she's not in more divine alignment with who you are and what you were sent to be than the most high. That's right. That's right. So what do you need to know about who you are? Because that's really what it boils down to. Once you know, once once I knew who I am, once I knew knew who I was and what, what I am in this life iteration, it was very mm-hmm. hard for me to use it. I'm just trying to be nice stuff. You know, I, I'm just selfless. I'm just going to give. I'm, no, 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 no. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. They done invested too much in me. <laughs> That's true. You are so right. And I know so what, what I do you my- need to know. She needs to know that she's divine, that she's a little piece of God. She knows she's divine, but there's something else that she needs to know. And once she, she identifies that, because Kelly, there's something so significant about you. You know, I've, I've worked with many people and every mm-hmm. one of us come with our, our blueprint, but many of us have similar blueprints because we have similar, um, similar consciousness, you know, in our background. There's something so significant about you. There's something very, very significant about you. And it, and it may even take some time. I say, write that question down, go to sleep with it and read it. In the morning, you will have 
a download, an answer, a direction, something to, to highlight because there's something that you have yet to see about yourself. There's something that you have not yet acknowledged about yourself and about your reason. There's something that has not yet been acknowledged. And once you acknowledge that, like I said, God is queen, Jaast. It's, it's a goddess, it's a queen. I can't unbe what I am. Uh-huh. So once I own, once I own that, once you own this, then it's gonna make it very hard for anybody to tell you anything about it because they, they can't know this better than you. you. You're the only one with your intuition. You're the only one connected to God. You're the only one listening in and tapped in and tuned in on your behalf. That's right. That's right. That is right. I'm going to do that tonight. And I know okay. um, the, shadow, the shadow work um, ritual that we just went through. And I've always said, okay, I started this before, but it kind of refreshed some things that I know that are continuous that I need to work on. And when you made the statement about... Um, I got to go back to my notes. I know what you said, but I want to say it right. People who don't trust, when mm-hmm. you don't trust it, feel it and understand it. And trust is my biggest mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. in myself. Mm-hmm. I don't trust mm-hmm. myself. I come mm-hmm. up with an idea. I plan it out. And then I just sit there like I'm afraid to make the next move because I'm afraid to fail. And mm. I know what that comes. I know where that comes from. That's generational. I know it is, but I can't keep living that excuse. That excuse is mm-hmm. over. Okay, recognize what it yeah. is now. Your your ancestors, all the women sitting up like, okay, baby, it's time for you to make a move. Now that you know, that's what we right. did. You got to fix it. And I'm, right. I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm like, I can't keep so doing Kelly, this. I don't know, um, uh, Priestess Oshun Funke, you know, I, I definitely want to be respectful in this space. I don't know what you what you would recommend um, for your initiates in terms of purging a lot of that energy. But if I can, uh, it, you know, I, I always make suggestions for, you know, the work that I advise for uh, my clients and my goddesses in regards to breath work. Breath work is very, is new to many people. <laughs> you know, many people don't know breath work, but if I can, Kelly, thank well, you, you for, start, for speaking. You're certainly welcome to do that. And I just wanted to let okay. everybody know because I know it's like three o'clock in the morning there. Oh um, yeah. As soon as you're done, um, Goddess, we're gonna dismiss you. I do have a couple of points that I wanna cover um, with the- sure. with but I want you to know that you don't have to stay the whole time. You're welcome to, Thank you're you. always welcome. But um, I know that it's, you know, we're really, really creeping into the uh, the witching hour for you. So, um, yeah. but, but yeah. go ahead, share as you will. You, Ashray, and that's, and you, you're you releasing me, not dismissing me, just, you know, Priestess Ocean Funke. Oh my God, no, you didn't. Right. Yes. Right. Like, I had to, it. I had to. I can never <laughs> <laughs> I had to. So if I if I can, um, and and I know this this is um, this is a little different for me. Um, so I am a uh, breathwork practitioner, and what breathwork is is it's a meditation kind of method to release certain um, hordes of energy to release particular things. You know, once you identify this is a problem that I've been having and you're ready to let go, you're ready to rise up, you're ready to level up, 
then breathwork is always a resource. And um, I have been, you know, leading breathwork, leading uh, meditation sessions and plant medicine and everything else in these retreats. Um, and I would love if, uh, if it's possible, I have one of my goddesses in the room. I would love if she could just come on mic. She doesn't even have to get on camera. Goddess Ebony, um, if she can come up, she Hello. just attended. Hi. Hi. She just attended. <laughs> so this is Goddess Ebony. She just attended the retreat that I led in Zanzibar. So she left, I believe she left Alabama and took a plane uh, and caught the plane and came on over to Africa for the very first time. Um, yes. Goddess Ebony, was, she's a veteran. She was in the military. Um, she's part of my, my private membership group, um, where we just, we work, we do the work, we do the spiritual work. And over the past couple of years, she has just evolved and continue to evolve, continue to up level in ways that I couldn't even have seen coming. Um, and I just want, uh, goddess Ebony, thank you. I just want you to just take a moment and speak about your experience in terms of actually healing something. Like I know when we first started working together, using your voice and being able to articulate yourself, you know, setting boundaries in a certain way, that was a, a, a challenge for you. If you can just speak about um, just some things that you, you've done um, or that we've done in the past couple of years, or even just within the retreat space that have helped you to up-level. And thank One, you. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you guys for allowing me to speak and be present in the in invitation at all. Um, so something that was completely brand new to me during a retreat that I absolutely despised when we first did it was the silent day the silent fast but I ended up actually loving the silent fast because it it got rid of things that I didn't necessarily need to say even though like the first day it was very frustrating because I felt like I wasn't able to communicate well by using because it was no words for anything it was just sign language <laughs> so that was one of the frustrating things for me, but I ended up getting much better at it. And I was very good at um, figuring out what other people wanted versus trying to communicate what I wanted. And then the breath work every morning, we set out over the beautiful beach with the sun gleaming down on us and just did our breath work together. And that was one of the most amazing things ever. I mean, because if you do breath work right, you're going to you're going to have a release. And when I say a release, I mean for me, my releases come out in crying. So just releasing whatever it is that's moving around in my body that's been stagnant there. That breath allows it to move. So I absolutely love that. Um, and yeah, it was just a beautiful experience. I came back to the States and that were ended up releasing a relationship and TMI, 
once I decided to release my relationship, my body it was like gushing orgasms. Like, okay, you did that for us type of thing. So it was it it was something that I never experienced in before. So it's just like speaking up for myself and learning to actually receive without me paying, you know, without feeling like I needed to return a compliment. Uh, so it's, I'm, I steadily grow daily and I feel like even, hold on, let me go back. <laughs> Cause when we got ready, when I got ready to leave the retreat, um, I wanted to go to Dar El Salaam because one of my friends was there. So I had to change my flight. The first day I tried to change my flight, it was 420. The second day they was like the the system went down and I was like, okay. So they was like, okay, the prices went up to six something. And then they still, I didn't confirm because I was like, hold on, y'all should match what I already, what you already told me. It's not my fault. The system was down. Right. So I didn't confirm. So the next day it was like, okay, now the ticket price is nine forty nine. You going to get it or what? <laughs> so I was like, you know what, let me just go ahead and pay this money. Cause you know, it ain't like I don't got it. It's just the principle, right? So that was one of those things with like, hey, I got it. I can do it. Ain't no, ain't no point of me faking myself out of it. Like, no, mm-hmm. you're going to dar. So basically, if I really want to look at it, I've lived the whole two months of me just doing self-care on myself. Because even when I made it back, I went to Jeju twice. I got cupping therapy. I got hot stone treatments. I've been getting pedicures. Like, I've been enjoying myself. So that's just just what it is. So just making sure that I continually stay in a space of receiving and just gratitude and just make sh- making sure I continue to take care of myself because everything is already mine. Ashay. So. Ashay. Thank you, Ebony. You're welcome. You. Just to to make it very clear, this goddess that you are seeing on your screen in front of you this moment, this goddess is a whole entire up level from when we first met years ago. When we first met, she was timid. If I asked her to come on the screen and talk, that's why I said, goddess, you don't have to get on the screen if you don't want to. If I asked her to come on the screen and talk, she'd be like, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to So this that you are seeing in front of you is the sparkling, bright, and shiny result of what doing the work looks like, what it looks like on the other side of doing the work. She shows up, she doesn't play, she takes her time. You know, after after repositioning the idea that it's you, you're the plug, and even what she has coming in her life, you know, what we manifested, what we created, what we put seeds into when she came to Africa and what is coming, Hey, this is, you are looking at Ebony McGee, but soon it will be Dr. Ebony McGee, the herbalist, 
That is what we are looking at. That is what we are looking at. And so the mission, once you understand who you are, who you are, okay, life begins to change exponentially. So I give thanks, goddess. I give thanks. I give thanks. I give thanks. Thank you so much. I love you. Always, always. Thank you. Love you too. (laughs) So with that being said, I do not want to um, overextend my visit. Uh, I want to thank all of you for showing up for yourself, um, for taking this time to up-level your essence, your spirit essence, even your family, your lineage. And it is the witching hour over here. So that's why things are very potent and very juicy. I would have liked to take one more question, but if there are any other questions, you can always message me on Instagram. I'm more than happy to respond back. And if there's any way that I can assist you, if you would like to attend the retreat in Mexico, uh, that is open to you. It is, I believe, the second week of, of March or going into spring break, maybe the last week of March. I don't remember, but it is in Mexico. Um, and we will be uh, doing a lot of work around creating, you know, abundance, flow, femininity. We'll be doing a lot of body work. We'll just, we, we just, we have, we're, we're here. It's 2021. We're going into 2022. It's the golden age. So I give thanks for all of you. And um, Priestess Oshun Kinkaya, thank you for having me. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, um, Jamila, for joining us. If you would like to exit the call, you are certainly welcome to at this point. We really, really appreciate you. Um, and I pray that the girls have taken copious notes and that they have any questions um, prepared. I will try my best to answer them. If not, you guys all have her um, social media and you can reach out and speak to her. As I said before, Jamila is one of my very close and dear personal friends. She's really, really good people. Um, I know I don't allow advertising from outside sources in our groups, but this is one that you are definitely authorized to fuck with should you decide to, okay? Um, I just have a couple of points that I wanted to kind of just jump up and down on that the goddess queen um, brought up. And so I'm going to do that now. Um, Goddess, are you going to stay with us or are you going to go to sleep? I don't know if she's still here. I think it says she left the room. Okay, she did leave. Okay, y'all give me one second. All right, you guys, thank you so much. Um, There were a couple of points that the goddess brought up that I want to um, just make sure that you guys understood. And I felt the need to reiterate them and and just put my little two cents on, okay? Um, The first thing that I wanna talk about is understanding that the debt has already been paid. Do y'all know what I mean by that? Your mother's 
and your grandmothers and your great grandmom and them and all of those beautiful black women that came before you that scrubbed toilets and scrubbed floors on their hands and knees and suckled white babies at their own breast and took care of white people's children and washed white ladies panties by hand. Because um, my grandmother told me a story about that because she was a domestic worker, okay? The black women that came before you that did all of those things, do y'all understand that they did those things so that you don't have to? They did those things. And as they were doing those things, as they were on their hands and knees, as they were wiping the sweat from their brow from doing this work, they prayed that those who came after them would never have to do it. You guys don't have to struggle. You don't have to do that. That debt has already been paid. All you have to do is go to the bank and cash the check. And the check is written to absolute abundance. There is no lack, lack is a lie. It's an illusion, it's a creation of the mind and it is a creation born out of fear, okay? Um, the next thing I want you guys to remember is that ancestral veneration is of the utmost importance for our practice. It is of the utmost importance for us, the, the descendants of the diaspora, diaspora, descendants of slavery. It is of the utmost importance for us. For one, we are, a lot of us, ancestrally bankrupt. We don't have so much energy that we can pull from our ancestors. All we have are their prayers. They weren't able to build estates and financial monuments to their success or their existence. So we will use what we can get and we will push energy towards them as they push energy towards us, understanding that money is a flow, abundance is a flow, currency is a flow. Her name is Ajay, she is an Orisha. And we will cash in on the deposits made by our ancestors. And we will utilize that energy and that information to push back into our bloodline so that our ancestors, when they return as our descendants, will be taken care of. I don't know if y'all understand that concept because it's an energetic one, but our ancestors return. We all return over and over again, okay? Um, we absolutely believe in reincarnation in Nipa. And we know that when we return, we will return into a situation of our choosing, but we always return into the same bloodlines or usually, okay? If not into the exact same bloodline, then into a related um, family or association. And so think of the things that you accomplish today as paying it forward for yourself when you return, but also your ancestors who paid it forward for you, okay? When we think about it that way, we can't help but scratch our heads and realize that our oppressors have been practicing ancestral worship from the very beginning. While they talked to us and convinced us that our ancestors were scary, that they were demonic, that the graveyard was a dangerous place, they were erecting ancestor altars the size of city blocks. What do you think Carnegie Hall is, you guys? What do you think all of these buildings and these houses of knowledge like libraries and museums that are named after dead white people, those are altars. And we make our offerings and we pay our money and we go inside the museum and we hold hands with our lovers and we walk around and admire all the stolen shit that they have on display. And that's a nice afternoon for us not realizing that we have actually put money into their ancestral treasury. 
we need to start doing that thing for ourselves. That same thing for ourselves. And maybe we won't erect monuments or museums, but we can buy houses so that our children and their descendants can live rent free. And we can buy companies and we can buy land that we can grow food on so that we're no longer dependent on this system should things crash, which it probably will because what goes up must come down. I digress on that. Tell a new story, you guys. Understand that poverty, the story of poverty, the story of struggle is so tired, y'all. It's so tired and it's so old and nobody cares. Nobody cares about our struggle. There's this badge of pride that has somehow been attached to struggle. People actually think that you can't be spiritual and be financially stable, that you can't be a spiritual person and somehow be wealthy. We actually admonish people for being wealthy. I don't know if you guys saw what happened over the past couple of weeks. I know y'all did, even if you don't want to say, with Black Spectrum Network being attacked, with myself being attacked, Hugonzo, so on and so forth. People saying, y'all making money. Damn right, we're making money. Because my time is valuable, number one. And number two, it costs me money to be able to get this information in order to share it. We shame people for being financially sound and stable. We as a black community act like the only way a black person can make money is to do something crooked or slimy. If they're doing well, they gotta be doing something wrong because black people just don't get rich. Black people don't just make money. Lies. Poverty is a collective consciousness. We, you, y'all, not me. People agree, okay? And hopefully not y'all either. Let's say them out there, okay? People agree to be poor. People agree that life is a struggle. People agree that if it ain't one thing, it's another. People agree that you gonna pay one way or the other. People agree that the bills gonna keep coming. And all of this fucking foolishness that we agree to, all of these cliches and sayings and agreements that we have made in our communities about why we are poor, why they are poor. That is an agreement. Money is an idea, you guys. Do you understand that? There's no way that you can actually ever be poor because money is just an idea. We take a piece of paper, a green piece of paper, and we assign a value to it. We agree that it has a particular value. We agree on how much our time is worth. When we sign an application and go to work at a company, we are agreeing that one hour of our time, our time, our most valuable resource, we agree that our time is worth $18. That's an agreement. You can change your mind at any fucking time, you guys. It's your time. You should always surround yourself with wealthy people. Surround yourself with people who live in abundance. I have a saying, you should always be the poorest person in the room. If you are not the poorest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. You do not need to rub elbows, share horror stories with, 
cry on the shoulder of poor people. That will keep you poor. You need to surround yourself with people you aspire to be to be like. All of my friends are very successful. And I only call a handful of people friends. All of my friends are, for the most part, entrepreneurs. If they have another, uh, actually, all of my friends are entrepreneurs. Um, all of my friends are exceedingly comfortable, if not absolutely wealthy. When I enter a room, when I go to events, if I go to a party or a, um, a cocktail party or a mixer, I'm going to meet wealthy people. I'm going to be amongst wealthy people. I need to be the poorest person in the room. I need to be that poor little black girl that you guys like so much that you're willing to pour into, okay? And help me be like you. You guys need to think that way. If all of your girlfriends are in the same situation that you are trying to make their bills every month, looking for a fine ass man who's gonna give them money, you're never gonna get anywhere. Always be the poorest person in the room. Be Surround yourself with people that you want to be like, that you want to learn from. Um, <clears throat> Goddess Queen Jamila said something very interesting. She said, check your ego because your ego wants to remain small. And I know for some of you, you may be like, well, but the ego always wants attention. The ego, the ego, the ego. Understand this, the ego is concerned only with survival. The ego doesn't care whether you thrive or not. The ego wants you to keep breathing. The ego governs food, water, shelter, not designer bags, not sexy foreign husbands, not birthdays on a yacht. The ego don't care nothing about that. The ego cares that you ate today, that you're able to sleep in a dry place and that you're gonna get up tomorrow and do it over and over again. Many times it is the ego that will dumb us down and keep us from taking calculated risk and keep us from doing those things that we need to do, taking the risk that we need to take in order for money and abundance to flow towards us because the ego doesn't want to fail. And the ego doesn't want to be shamed, but we know that failure is a part of success. And this is not a business class and I'm not gonna try to turn it into one, but failure is a part of success. If you've never failed at business, then you won't ever win, okay? Um, the myth or allegory of the poor righteous teachers. I talked about that a little bit, the badge of shame that's associated with being poor in our community. This, this misguided belief that to be a spiritualist, to be one who gives to the community, to be one who is worth um, being respected that you also have to be poor, that is bullshit, okay? The Catholic church is one of the wealthiest organizations on the planet and most powerful. They have money, okay? That's something that they taught us. That is part of the lie that the goddess queen was talking about as it relates to wealth, prosperity, and money. They have hoodwinked us, you guys. There's no shame in being wealthy. There's no shame in being proficient in understanding how money works. And in fact, not only is there no shame, you have an absolute obligation. You are obligated at, as this generation in this time, in this place to understand money and to be proficient in it. So that when the ancestors return through you 
as your children and grandchildren that they will come into a better place. These people have already struggled. They already been slaves. They already picked cotton. Make it better for them. Make it better for yourself because you coming back too. You cannot save your way out of poverty. Poverty is a condition of the mind, okay? You cannot save your way out of poverty. I don't care if you go from making $11 an hour to making $20 an hour. If you are poor, if you are impoverished, you're gonna still be impoverished. Like the goddess queen spoke about, that's how people win millions of dollars in the lottery and be broke a year later. Poverty is a state of mind. It has nothing to do with what you actually have. Because the reality is, is that we have access to everything that we want. Do y'all understand that money is just an idea? It can't actually be measured. It's an agreement, it's an idea. Pieces of paper, pretend this is a dollar bill. It's only worth the intrinsic value of the organic items contained in it, okay? Meaning I could burn it and maybe keep warm for three seconds, okay? But other than that, it's just an agreement that we have made. Sure, this, this set of chopsticks might cost $3 at TJ Maxx, but realistically, it's, they're just little pieces of wood. And guess what? We all have forests behind our houses and on the corner of the street and, and, and at, the, at the national park, if you're willing to go. Money is an idea, okay? And once you realize that, that it is a representation of energy once you understand those things, then you can crack the code. Energy in, energy out. You'll understand. I Listen, you guys, I can almost predict within a couple of hundred dollars certainty of how much money I will make if I work X amount of hours. Now, I'm not talking about work like those of you who go and clock in. I'm talking about work as in me talking to people, me marketing on social media, me doing one-on-ones and interacting with people. I can almost judge it down to the dollar. If I spend 10 hours doing this, I'm gonna make X amount of money. You get to decide how much money your time is worth. It's your time. It's your most valuable resource. As long as you are allowing white people to tell you how much your time is worth, you are going to be poor. As long as you allow your boss to say that your time is worth X amount of dollars, you are going to be full poor. Nobody tells me how much my time is. I decide. I decide how much my time is worth. You wanna talk to me on the phone, it's $150 an hour. It's $200 an hour. Oh, you want me to pull my cards out? Oh, you need me to come where you are? I gotta drive? It's even more than that. You understand what I'm saying? You get to decide how much your time is worth. It's your most valuable resource. Once an hour is gone, you will never ever get it back. I don't care how much you pray. I don't care how much magic you practice. That's something that we have not figured out yet is <laughs> how to make more time. It is what it is. And we all are allowed it, allotted what we are allotted. And nobody knows. No man knows the day or the hour. That's true in every faith that I've ever studied, you guys. No man knows the day or the hour. It's true in Ifa. 
It's true in Christianity. It's true in Islam. It's true in Kabbalah. It's true. It's the truth. Nobody knows how much time they have. We have to make the best use of what we have. And you have to decide what your time is worth. Now, I don't want to turn this into a talk about entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurial endeavors. That's a whole nother class, probably a whole nother module. But I want you guys to understand that as long as you are allowing other people to set a value on your time, you're never going to get what you want or what you deserve, okay? Well, you may get what you want if you set your value at something and then somebody else agrees to it, but it's going to be very difficult for you to experience the limitlessness that the goddess queen was talking about that I try to preach to you guys about. Wealth is limitless. There are as many dollars, especially here in the US with our fiat currency, you guys, there are as many dollars as there are pieces of sand in the sea. They just, they print money every day, okay? They print money every day. This money don't mean shit. It's all about what you turn that money into. That's why you have to be a good steward and you have to be smart. When they give you money, you buy land. When they give you money, you buy gold. When they give you money, you invest in other economies that are backed by gold or are more stable. I'm getting way, way off track. Um, and the last thing that I want to leave y'all with is abundance is a frequency. It is absolutely a frequency. Tune in. It is a frequency. When I tell you Y'all, when I tell you that I have girlfriends, literally, who do not know how much a gallon of milk costs, it's the truth. Not because these bitches are bougie, not because they don't care about y'all that are struggling, who know how much everything costs, but because they are in a place and in a world and on a trajectory where they go to the website, they order their groceries, they put in their credit card number, and the shit comes and they never think about it. They don't have to know how much a gallon of milk costs. Why? Because they need a gallon of milk. The gallon of milk is provided for them and the devil is in the details. That's where I want y'all to get. I want you to get to the point where you are, you understand that you're being provided for and you welcome it. Where you don't challenge it and you don't pick it apart. Where you expect it. And you push energy into the universe and you push energy towards your ancestors and towards your fellow man, knowing that it's going to come back. What does the Bible say? Shaken up, pressed down and overflowing. The only limit is you. You guys are broke because you fucking broke in. That's why. You're broke because you're broken. Let's fix this so that we can be in alignment with abundance. Understand that there is no limit. The only limit is your mind. It's the limit that you create. Who would have ever thought that I would have had the audacity to say it costs $150 an hour to talk to me? But bitch, it does. And if any one of y'all want to book an appointment with me tomorrow for an ancestral life path reading, it's $150. That's how much it costs an hour of my time, 30 minutes of my time. You can do the same thing. And I have other businesses. I'm not just talking about this one because this is actually not just a business. This is my life's work. I pour into you guys. I'm not making $150 an hour right now. <laughs> and y'all can do the math based on the number of people that are in here. I do this because I love you, but I have other businesses that pay me what I declare my worth to be. And that's what I want you guys to understand.
you get to set the value for your time. It's your most valuable resource. Not only that, there is no lack. Anything you want, you can have. The first step in manifesting is deciding what you want, and that's the problem. And that's why Priestess Queen was saying, what do you want? Decide what you want, write it down. What, do you, what is it that you want? Because I always say when we do our workings, what's the most important ingredient? Intentions. What is it that you intend to experience? What is it that you intend to have? Once you decide that, the universe itself will bend, will bend to create your heart's desire. I hope this has been helpful. I know it's been heavy. I hope I wasn't too redundant, but I really, really, really want y'all to get this. I want you to fucking crack the code when it comes to money. I want y'all to stop crying broke. Oh, I want y'all to stop crying broke. I want y'all to stop saying you can't afford a $35 class because if you don't have $35, baby, you will never have $35. Now you can decline a class. You can say, priestess, I don't, I don't feel like I need that at this time. And if that's the truth, then fine. But don't tell me you don't have $35. And those of you who have to delay candle work in the rituals for a week because you don't have money for your supplies. And, and, and we know that the most that your supplies could cost is 20 or $30. I'm talking to you. You got to do better. That debt has already been paid. Your ancestors already suffered and struggled and scrimped so that you wouldn't have to. And if you're living like that, it's a choice that you have made. Choose differently. And I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm not admonishing people for being um, economically disenfranchised because I understand that and it is real. But I am admonishing people for being comfortable with the status quo. I'm admonishing people for being okay with $11 an hour when your time is infinitely valuable. I'm admonishing people for not tapping into what their actual purpose is and walking in it, understanding that in your purpose, you will absolutely be provided for in every way. Does anybody have any questions for me before I end this broadcast? Questions, comments, concerns, thank yous. Um, if you guys would like to leave a love offering and I highly suggest you do especially for our esteemed guests um, you can send it to me on cash app this is my cash app if you would like for me to send it to priestess um not priestess I'm sorry if you would like for me to send it to the goddess queen please say so she is in Africa so cash app actually doesn't work for her um so if you send it to me I will have to send it to her but I will absolutely do that um, I just put my, I just dropped my cash app in the, I just dropped my cash app in the comments. Okay. Um, is there anybody that had any questions or comments? Oh, yay. Okay. Danielle. Y'all kill me with not asking questions too. Like y'all got all the answers. I mean, y'all are different from me because if it were me 10 years ago, sitting in your seat, they would be tired of me asking questions because I would be trying to figure out how can I do what she said do? Unless y'all got it all figured out, in which case then each and every one of y'all should be in mentorship for the next module and shouldn't be talking about you ain't got no money to do it, okay? I'm gonna call a thing a thing. Y'all kill me. <sighs> anyway, okay. So Isis, what is your question, my darling? 
Hold on, let me pin you. Okay, what's your question? I don't have a question, but I just wanted to say that um, I know everything that you said was true because uh, I've been setting intentions in my life for the last five years mm-hmm. and everything that I write down, I manifest. Absolutely. And it's everything I write down, I manifest and things start lately have been starting to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. So I purchased a side-by-side maybe six months ago or so, mm-hmm. but I decided I wanted one. I wrote down what I wanted, the details of it. Then one day me and my husband were going to Tombstone and we're like, let's stop by this and just look at them. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, I picked out the one I wanted. And within an hour, we went on about our way. Within an hour, I got a phone call to come sign the papers. Mm-hmm. Then um, decided I wanted a boat. A boat, yes. Yeah. Come on. The details of that down. And um, a few months ago, bought a boat. Then I decided I wanted a pool. Okay. Wrote the details of what I wanted down. And guess what's almost finished in my backyard? Yes. I got a pool last year too. And yeah, so it's, it works. It works. It It works works if you work it. And then I even had Oshun helping me because I'm like, girl, this is going to be a $10,000 altar. I mean, I'm sorry, a 10,000 gallon altar to you. Come on, help me get this pool. Because it's, you know, it's fresh water. So yeah, I use my That's why it's so important to invest in yourself. And whatever you guys say we need, I don't care if I'm spending my last, because guess what? I know all my needs are going to be taken care of. All my wants are going to be taken care of. I don't, I don't worry about that kind of stuff, if that makes sense. Yes, um, But it, it is a mindset and you do have to reprogram yourself. And so that leads me to want to say something. Um, Goddess Queen Jamila, thank you very much, Isis. Um, yeah. Goddess, Goddess Queen Jamila mentioned, you know, um, a coaching session or a coaching module that she purchased for 25000 One thing that I noticed about all of my friends who are wealthy and all of my friends who um are continuing to grow in their spiritual prowess as well as their financial prowess they they constantly and consistently invest in themselves i myself take classes so while i'm teaching you classes and i'm mentoring y'all i'm in class every thursday night i'm in class one module after the next every time one thing finishes i'm looking for the next thing because i always want to study I always want to grow so that I have information to constantly be sharing with you guys, but also it's an investment in my growth. I know that if I push energy and money towards me growing, it's going to come back to me. Mathematics is the language of the universe. For every action, there is a reaction. So if I'm acting towards my greatest good and I'm pushing energy, resources, time, money, sacrifice towards my greatest good is gonna come back okay katiana you had a question yes i did have a question um it was more like asking for tips um i received some flowers today um and i realized that it was the first time i've ever received flowers oh my god yes (laughs) And so I received it because, you know, as you guys know, uh, my uncle passed not too long ago. And, uh, and my first thought was, hey, 
I'm going to put this on my altar because, you know, I got to elevate my uncle and this is for him. And I didn't take a moment to really receive the flowers. The flowers. Yourself. Yeah. Right. It was more like, oh, God, that's that's for my uncle. And this. And so it's like, how what are some things that, you know, that that we can do to to embrace to, to um our our ability to receive like I, I just realized that I have such a problem with that yeah a lot of black people excuse me a lot of black people do especially black women uh, excuse y'all have hiccups ever since I had my medical issue I have the hiccups regularly um okay I think I got them so um Katiana it's not unusual when you, when you wake up to realize that you're not even allowing yourself to receive your flowers, okay? That's a very cliche statement, you know, give me my flowers while I'm alive. Don't give them to me when I'm dead. But we as Black women, the mules of the world, as Zora Neale Hurston would say, we do not accept our flowers. We don't feel like we're worthy. And that's not an admonishment of you. That's just a real, a realistic situation, you know? We don't feel that we've done enough, that we've helped enough, that we've, we don't feel worthy of these kinds of things. So the first thing I would say is that you need to work on changing your frame of mind. You need to do um, affirmations in the morning with yourself. Um, this is Ori work, okay? You want Ori to speak louder than the ego. You are worthy. You are worthy of everything that the universe has to offer. There's nothing that's too good for you, nothing, okay? That's the first thing I would do. Um, side note, just a little working for what you can do with those flowers. <clears throat> you want to put them somewhere in a prominent place in your house where you can actually enjoy them, okay? Smell them, look at them, enjoy the hell out of them, okay? When they start to wither, then I want you to remove the petals from the flowers and put them on a cookie sheet or a screen would be even better, okay? So that they can begin to dry. And a few times a day, you're gonna move the flowers around so that the air can circulate and they will the petals will dry. Once they are dry, I'm talking about dry, dry, bone dry, then you wanna put them, cover them with oil. Um, a light oil like grapeseed would be good, grapeseed oil. Um, and you wanna keep them in a cool, dark place, shaking them once daily for about three weeks and then strain them. And then place that oil on your ancestor altar in the name of your uncle and ask that oil to do whatever thing it is that you think that your uncle was good at doing and now you have an ancestral oil that you can add to your workings, that you can rub on your hands, that you can put on your body. Okay, um, so that and and I've done I've done that exact working and workings very similar for funeral flowers and flowers that I've been given when people have transitioned. Okay, um, so that's just a side note. But really, to answer your question, what you can do is start to affirm yourself, declare yourself worthy. Okay understand that you are a teeny tiny piece of the most high God created in the image and likeness of God from the consciousness and intention of Obatala, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding in this reality, okay? 
you are so valuable. There is nothing more special than you. There is nothing more valuable than you. There is nothing that compares to you. Whatever you want, you shall have. If only you believe it to be so. Thank you, Ian. That was beautiful. Yes, and I took notes on that working. <laughs> Thank you so okay. much. <laughs> Very good. Anybody else have a question, comment, concern, confession? We got four minutes until 10 o'clock. What you got for me? Hey, uh, I have, um, I guess, a confession. Yes, my sweet baby. What do you have? Well, I won't say it's a confession. Well, I guess it is a confession. Um, this class taught me that I guess I don't dream big enough. Yep. I know you don't. I know you don't because you <laughs> thought not to. We were taught not to. We were taught that that's for kids. We were taught that those are dreams. We were taught that that's not realistic. We were taught, girl, feed them damn kids and quit playing. <laughs> yes, I know you don't. But I, but I, now you I, have permission. Um, you have to dream and plan. Yes. Um, because I do have the ability to manifest whatever I want. Like, I'll say I want $500 so I can go shopping. Two days later, an anonymous check comes in the mail. Or I don't know. It's I won't say it's weird, but I literally have the ability to manifest anything that I want in my life. Um, I do. I have felt like for years the universe bends to my wheel. And this class just woke up something in me to make me dream and aspire bigger. Absolutely. Yes. And I think, you know, that's the point. That's why I wanted to have the class. That's why y'all are here. Um, I don't claim to know all the answers, but I know a lot of people and they've answered a lot of questions on their own. And as many of those people, whether they are E5 priests, whether they are millionaires, whether they are coaches and experts and doctors in different areas, I'm going to bring them to you because I love you guys. And I want you to have exposure to as much truth and enlightenment as possible. And I don't have all the answers and I'm perfectly fine with that. I know what I know and I share what I know and I bring in others to do the rest. So I hope that this was helpful for you all. Ebony, you have a question? It's it's not a question per se, but it's in response to uh, the yet last queen that was the last goddess that was on the, on the line yes, that said she didn't dream big enough. Um, one thing during the retreat that um, Goddess Queen uh, made us do, she was like, "If if you if it doesn't scare you, it's not it's not big enough." That's right. That's it should truth. it should be so impossible to 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 even think about happening. That's your dream. Yeah. So you yeah, should be so, saying to yourself, "Bitch, are you crazy?" <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, you so should literally basically. be saying to yourself, "Bitch, are you crazy?" If you don't feel like that, then you're not you you you're not doing enough. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. That is no problem at all. That's yeah. what it brought up for me when you said it. I was like, hold on. Yeah, yeah it needs to scare you. Like, yeah. 
you know, um, former President Barack Obama has a um, and and remove your uh, hand symbol for me, Ebony, so it doesn't throw me off. Um, former President Barack Obama has a book called The Audacity to Dream. And I'm not necessarily recommending that you read that book. The book is pretty good, but but the title just takes me, okay? The title takes me, The Audacity to Dream. Oh, I love that title. You guys have to have the audacity to dream. You gotta be so audacious that you could actually think that you, little black girl, could ever Bitch, could you ever? Could you ever? And the answer is yes, you could. You can. Whatever you want, you can. You can. Y'all, I sleep to 10 o'clock every fucking day. Every day. And I only wake up at 10 o'clock because my husband come in here and wake me up. Like, come on now. You got to get up. I sleep till 10 o'clock every day. That's the reality that I have manifested. I sleep till 10 o'clock every day and all my bills are paid in full on time and I have money in the bank and I'm able to travel and I'm able to have delicious meals and I'm able to buy designer bags and I'm able to fucking live. And I sleep till 10 o'clock every day. That's against what they told us. They told us you got to get up at the crack of dawn. You got you to gotta drop your kids off at childcare and let somebody else take care of your babies. You got to drive cross town and fight the traffic and then go clock in and sit in a cubicle for eight hours. And you got to do that shit for five days a week for 25 years. And then we're going to give you $900 a month and you figure out the rest. Oh, and you get two weeks vacation, you know, every year and all the government holidays like Columbus Day, because that's a day that we should really, you know, celebrate, okay? If y'all take the time to start breaking down this reality, <laughs> if you take the time to start breaking down this reality and the constructs that are in place to control you and confine you, you yourself will come to a place where you like, fuck it, I'd rather buy a quarter acre of land and fucking plant some carrots and pitch a tent I'd rather do that than deal with this. It's, it's all a forgery of reality. Our reality, our minds have been hijacked by these principalities in high space, in high places. All of these things that we value, all of these things that we have come to feel like we must do, these are things that have been imposed upon us. Think back to what the goddess queen said about Africa, how opulent, how beautiful, how plentiful, how peaceful it actually is. Now there are places where it's not so peaceful and guess why? Because white people, because they coming in to take the natural resources and the minerals and put them in cell phones and computers. But I'm gonna digress from that. I'm just gonna go back to the part where Africa is beautiful, peaceful, opulent and abundant, okay? It was like that when they stole our ancestors. That's where we came from. Our ancestors were not in Africa starving, okay? If they were starving and in bad shape and dying of, of disease and hunger, they would have never, they would have never survived the three-month trip from West Africa to these United States. They found us in opulence. They found us living our best life. 
They found us walking into our backyard and taking from the bounty that yay, yay, I, yay, Mother Earth had for us and healing ourselves and enjoying ourselves, okay? That's where we came from. The lie that they told you is that it was otherwise. The lie that they told you is that they saved us from our blackness and from our Africanness. What they told you is that we ate each other and that we were cannibals and that we didn't believe in God and that we were pagans and, and, and demonic. That's what they told y'all. And while they feeding y'all this shit and, in, and, and convincing you guys that that was the truth, they're building libraries and monuments to their ancestors that cover city blocks and then you niggas go and pay to get in. Not just y'all, me too. I'll be paying to go into museums and stuff. I actually love museums. But those museums are almost always named after somebody's ancestor. Those museums are almost always an ancestral altar. Those wishing wells that are in front of banks and shit, those are ancestral altars. And you say your prayers and you drop your money into that wishing well and you make a deposit into their ancestral treasury as if they needed another dime a dollar because they already had our ancestors in their entire lives. <sighs> Y'all, this is such a deep subject and such a deep dive. And this was just a couple of hours, but I hope that in this time you were able to hear something and understand something that will help to shape your relationship with money and your intentions with regard to money and financial stability going forward. Um, I cannot stress to you guys enough the need to invest in yourself, the need to invest in your growth. You don't even have to do it with me. That's how real I am, y'all. You don't even have to do your mentorship with me. If you don't feel like you can get what you need here or whatever the case may be, do it somewhere else, but do it. Keep growing, keep learning, keep expanding. I'm gonna be okay. My relationship with IJ is set up so that I know that I'm gonna always be provided for. If it's not you, then it'll be her. And if it's not her, then it'll be somebody else. And if it's not this, then it'll be a whole nother idea or industry. But either way, I'm going to be good. I need you guys to understand that too. And I need you to know that a $35 class is not going to disrupt or destroy your life. That an investment and a candle ritual that may cost 20 or $30 is not going to disrupt or interfere with your life. It's actually gonna push energy towards those things that need to be healed and transformed in your life. I sound like a broken record when I say it and I feel like I'm trying to sell too hard to you guys and I don't need to do that, I'm okay. I don't need to know how to do a candle ritual and I don't need to transform my, my relationship with money. But I want you to, because what I want for myself, I want for my sisters too, because I love you guys truly and deeply and timelessly. And what I want for myself, I want for you too. And that's the truth. I fucking love you guys. And I don't want any one of you to be held back by ideas and concepts that are not the truth, you guys. Like I could go so deep into this and I could get so emotional about it because I know that my people have been hypnotized and lied to. Malcolm X said that we've been hoodwinked, bamboozled 
and run amok. <laughs> Y'all, they have lied to us. Ah. And we are so confused and we are so, especially as black women, y'all, we are so trapped in these social constructs that are not even real and that don't apply to us. They may apply to other people, but they don't apply to us. You guys, do you know who you are? You, the mothers of civilization, the creators of all of this, the hand that has rocked every cradle that ever existed one way or another. You are divine. <sighs> okay, I love you guys. I love you guys as I love myself. We are one, all is one, okay? Um, I hope this has been helpful. And we have two three more classes. We have three more classes in this series. So next Wednesday, we will have another class the Wednesday after that and the Wednesday after that. So we will speak to women from different industries. So tonight we had goddess queen Jamila, um, Jamila Osset, who is like myself, a spiritual counselor and a life coach. Next week, we will actually have, who is next week? Next week, we will have, Another guest, <laughs> hold on, I got him here. I just need to figure out which one. The 10th, so that's not her. Okay, the third. So next week, November 3rd, we will actually be joined by Elle, who is the owner of Coco Hair Company, okay? So she's a beauty boss. And those of you who know about my background, I actually, um, and a, am a beauty industry professional. So I met her in my industry. We are close personal friends. She is a millionaire, you guys. This bitch got so rich selling hair. She's going to um, talk to you guys about the things that she's learned in relation to money, in relation to goal setting and all of that good stuff. And so I wanna bring these people to you who look like you, who sound like you, so that you can understand that if they can do it, you can do it too, and that you should have already done it, okay, really. So um, I think that's all I have for tonight. If there are no, no questions, no interruptions, no additions. All right, thank you for joining us, bye-bye. Oh, and I'll put the links to the other classes because you'll have to register for those as well. And I am aware of the issue tonight with the technology. I actually put the wrong link in the class, um, in the message. So I won't do that again next time. So if you guys want to take next Wednesday's class, it's going to be the same price. Hopefully, um, I'll have everything set up for that tomorrow and you guys can begin to register. Okay, thank you for joining.